Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with CPA Allison Reif Martin, Philip talks about how would you address the security and anonymity aspect of Bitcoin? How would you address the fact that Bitcoin isn't backed by anything? Is Bitcoin a speculative or true investment? How would you handle the tax reporting requirements for crypto? And AMC is now allowing purchase of movie tickets with cryptocurrency. How do you get educated on the tax implications of what happens when you buy the ticket? Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of the Ask Philip podcast, and we have Allison again. It's been it's been a while. We didn't get to go last week because of Thanksgiving. I was gonna say, yeah, we've been spending this week with the Thanksgiving hangover. <laughs> All right, right. Uh, um, well, uh, this will be a fun a fun day because we're talking uh, Bitcoin and crypto uh, right. today. Exactly, and. I was going to say, I was, and I know we were talking about this. Of course, you can't do a tax or a tax podcast without talking this one thing. Uh, my new favorite band, AJR, which uh, is an alternative band, had this song out called uh, Bang. And their biggest line with, that made me laugh was, I'm going to puke because my taxes are due. You still have one more month to make tax planning strategies so that you can see if you can reduce your tax bill or make smart moves for it. So tax topic out of the way. Let's talk about the fun stuff. Absolutely. So we were going to talk. So, so yeah, we're switching roles today, right? I think that's what we're doing. Yep. So I'm asking the questions since um, you and I are obviously in a different generation where I am 55 and you're what? 10 <laughs> 30 37, 37. no i know i'm just I'm but, but anyway i you know again bitcoin is you know obviously becoming a, a more prevalent uh, part of our economy and you know we have to embrace it um but knowing that i'm in a generation that is used to relying upon cash and you know the the old way of doing things i thought let me ask you why i should really embrace the idea of cryptocurrency whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever, so that um, A, I can better understand it, B, I can feel comfortable investing in it, and C, especially knowing that the IRS is really starting to up their reporting requirements, make sure that I can be on top of what what to know about it so that I can better help my clients. So are you ready? I am ready. So I had read that the the pros and cons of Bitcoin is one, accessibility. And that would speak to, it's like you've said before, it's easy to get access to, but it's also easier for a hackster Joe to get access to it too. How would you respond to that one? Hackster Joe? Yeah. Just like in terms of accessibility, you know, like you say, you can transfer money, you know, you can transfer cryptocurrency in like 15 minutes or less. Mm -hmm. You can also transfer to hackster Joe in 15 minutes or less, you know. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think one of the, once you get into it, you realize that Hackster Joe can easily hack your phone and transfer money out of your online banking account as well. Um, so, so from that standpoint, um, assuming that you're keeping your crypto 
on an exchange, right, or at a custodian, similar to what you do at a bank, I think they're the same. I, I think the, the 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 level up that 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 Bitcoin or crypto allows you to do is self custody, where you don't need to keep your cash uh, at a custodian. You can you can um, you can custody it yourself and pull it offline. And once it's offline, it's it's impossible for a hacker to get it because it's no longer online. You know now the the trade off is. You know, if 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 you lose your seed phrase or you know what people might think of as a password, you know, then uh, then that's that's the risk. But there's other things that you can do, like multi-signature technology, and I can, you know, that's a whole conversation that allows you to secure it, similar to where the way that we secure our nukes, right? One person doesn't have the nuke codes; it's multiple people uh, through multi-sig technology, and so that same technology is available to for you to sec- uh, secure your Bitcoin. So it's or, or crypto, it's more secure than money at the bank, or or under my my mattress at home, or or <laughs> under your mattress, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so would you then say that um, the like the uh, Bitcoin exchanges are really trying to implement a best practice to help help you help me and you and themselves uh, make the Bitcoin more secure, so that I do feel more comfortable? Because I can imagine that's a big stumbling block. I lose my password, I can't get my money back, kind of a thing. Yeah. So, so again, the, the way I look at Bitcoin exchanges, or I, I look at them as no different than banks, you know. Um, and, and I'm talking about the, the 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 ones that have the most security, like the the, the Coinbase's and the Gemini's, and these are not recommendations, but I just mean the more secure custodians are, are similar to banks. Like they 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 do a they do a good a good job, or as good of a job as a bank would be at securing your uh, your stuff, but it's still it's still hackable, um, and so I think uh, I think. Um, and, and second part of your question was, oh, oh, oh. it was just how how would you know? Are they put implementing best practices to make me feel more secure? Because again, that the whole risk is I I invest all my money and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't get it. I can't get it back. Yeah, so 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 they 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 do so. And there's two group two groups of people that that are going to be in crypto. There are people like me who are like nerds. And we're going to figure out the most secure way, right? Which is, you know, multi-sig, self-custodian. Then there's everybody else that are going to probably rely on custodians. And, and but you, you, you know, it's, it's, it's just like, so you have to understand the mind of a thief, right? So a thief is going to steal from the uh, most vulnerable person, right? So in the real applicable world, a thief is not going to pull up on somebody that's 6'5", a bunch of muscles and a gun, right? They're going to pull up on like a frail, you know, woman or a little dude, right? To rob, to right. rob from all things being equal. Same thing in cyberspace. If, you know, if whenever you're dealing with tech, whether it's your, no matter if it's your email, your online banking, your online crypto, if you're not taking advantage of the security that they give you, then you're going to be the most vulnerable. So, so for example, most people don't even have two-factor authentication on their emails, let alone their bank accounts. But but the crypto companies offer this, right? They also offer uh, a vault platform, which is a which which is more security. And so they they have all these things that are you know um, that that are uh, embedded in the platform for you to uh, make your crypto more secure. Now, the more secure it is, the tougher it is to get to. Right? It's kind of, it, it becomes annoying to get to, but I like that. Like the more annoying, the better because it's it's more secure. And so, um, you know, 
the security there is is very similar to security that we already have in the banking and email space. Um, uh, Maybe a little bit more, but, you know, um, um, the tools are there, right? Uh, Right. Right. I agree with that one. Yeah, you you probably want to find some 20, 30-year-old to say, hey, all right, how do I secure my stuff? Uh, Let me side note, let me not even say that because some 20 and 30-year-olds don't even do it either. You probably need to find somebody who's, a tech nerd out, like you, yeah, person. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing I already know you, so I can ask how to yeah. do it. So, <laughs> so um, in my uh, quest to be become better informed in Bitcoin, what I did learn, and I'm sure you already know this, the number of Bitcoins out there are finite. Uh, my understanding is there are 21 million Bitcoins, and once we hit the maximum number, that's it. So, in previous conversations I've had with you. You know, the idea or the thought, the prevalent thought is Bitcoin's a, you know, a becoming the way of the future because uh, cash currency is, is, is dying. How would you refute the idea that uh, Bitcoin is just as finite as cash? And, you know, how would I feel okay that, to know that Bitcoin, while not backed by anything, is still a great investment, even knowing that it's, you know, not got the regulations and um, something tangible to hold on to? Yeah, so um, it's a couple couple ways to answer that question. I'll I'll go with the ta- I'll go with the 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 value first, right? So, like the universal principle of value is scarcity, right? So, for example, <laughs> if Kelly sees me too much, like if I'm you know whenever I'm around, if I'm around my wife all day every day for too long, you know, then I become less scarce. <laughs> and we, you know, and we start to bicker, and that's typical of most married people, right? right. Like. You're like, hey, you know, I can't really appreciate you because you're always here. So, <laughs> <laughs> and yep. Vice versa. And so so sc- scarcity is a universal principle of uh, how to create more value. So the reason why gold has been a value, store of value for thousands of years is it's the most scarce element on the element table, you know, or um, diamonds, right? Diamonds are, are, are scarce, right? Or you look at antique vehicles, and, and this is even deeper where... Um, you know, you think about um, scarcity in the auto beholder. So the reason why maybe a 1950s, 1960s Mustang might be worth a lot of money is because the boomers who have all the money right now, that's the nostalgia cars of when they were in their teenage 20 years, right? So there's a scarce amount of those cars that are still available. So scarcity uh, equals value, not not tangibility. So, so now we go to tangibility. You think about Facebook, which is a trillion two trillion company uh there's nothing that facebook offers that's tangible you know it's all intangible <laughs> you know what i right. mean yep. uh, google is intangible you know amazon connects buyers and sellers so you look at the biggest uber right and i can list off all the big companies of the day they don't sell anything tangible they 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 sell a what they offer is scarce so the network that facebook provides buyers and sellers and advertisers and consumers is scarce so how many other platforms have two billion people on it you know zero um and so so it has scarcity so then you go to uh bitcoin and that and then you begin to understand why that 21 million right is 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 why there's value because a you have the 100 million people or so estimated that are on the bitcoin network which which is you know good because network 
bills right. value, and then you have the scarcity of the limited amount of money, uh, and, and you parallel that to the alternative, which is other other do- currency like the dollar, the euro, the yen, uh, all other currencies that can be printed in an unlimited way, you know, un- unlimited in an unlimited amount of money, which makes it less valuable, right? Because if you know you, you're going to hold less value in things that that you know are less limited than things that hold value so it's it's less of what is it you know backed by because because even the dollar even though the dollar has not been uh backed by gold since 1971 it still holds more value than most other currencies because uh, our economy right our economy can't is not replicated anywhere else and no other economy is as free as america has the best rule of law you know, has the most diverse opinions, has the best military. So, so it's, it's backed by that because like, where else, like, I always think these politicians suck, but where else would I want to move? I wouldn't want to go anywhere in Europe. I wouldn't want to go to China. You know what I mean? Like, so, so our economy is scarce. So it's, you know, so there is some scarcity in the dollar, which is why it has not fully collapsed. And why I don't personally believe the dollar will, at least in the near term, you know, collapse. But I do think it's all everything trades relative to something else. So it's like, okay, what is more scarce? Where Bitcoin is more scarce than most other things on the planet at the current right. moment. Yep, I, I agree with that one. So um, I have continually heard that Bitcoin is considered a speculative investment, and as I know, we're both seeing more and more um, people are starting to look as at Bitcoin as an investment for retirement, uh, kids' college funds. How would you, you know, get me over the hump of it's a speculative investment um, and think it's okay that, you know, to become what do they call a true investment, mm-hmm. you know, something to do for the long term. So how would you, how would you answer that one? You know, what? The, the, everything is, everything is speculative to the spouse that we choose. It's not guaranteed to work out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, you know, we have kids, we're not guaranteed to be good parents and they're not guaranteed to live out the lessons that we taught them um you know waking up today is speculative because you know i mean you know we just put one step in front of us and so what i what i and so in an investment world going back to what i it's funny i just said it um and i saw i can connect this dot everything trades relative to everything else and so so when you have money it's always like well what's the alternative right and so 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 you can kind of go through the spectrum and you say Okay, um, I can invest my money in cash in the bank in cash. Well, the bank is not paying me anything, and the cost of what I want to buy is going up more every single year. So I'm not getting any earning the interest, and this stuff is going up. So I can't put too much money in cash. Well, what about bonds? Well, bonds are not paying much either. They're not keeping pace with the cost of cost of living. All right. Well, stocks. Well, stocks are the most overvalued they've ever been in the history of stock markets. Exactly. You know? and, and, and and there are still some, a few good stocks you should own, but in general, you know, um, I'm not on a, on the broad market. I'm not overly bullish on the broad market like at all. Right. I still own some stocks. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not super bullish on the overall market. I'm very selective in what I, what, what you know, what I like, um, which caveat, you know, most can't run their portfolio the way I run it because when you be when you're that selective on stocks, you have lots of volatility. So a, a broad diversified portfolio might still include stuff that I'm not super bullish on because 
you have to reduce the up and down movement. Um, so then you think, okay, um, um, you know, what about gold? You know, do I, do I want to own gold? Right. Maybe, maybe not, but I'm not, I'm, I don't think gold's going to earn much because, in a, you know, there's two things going on, right? I talk a lot about debasement and inflation, uh, which is money, which people, they're kind of, they're, they're the same, but they're different, right? It's like, it's like the English language has, when you say um, respect, it has three different meanings, right? Or love has three different meanings. So when you say inflation, it has multiple meanings depending on what you're talking about. And when I say inflation, I mean debasement because, um, because at the same time we have currency debasement, we also have massive deflation, which means uh, de- like we've basically been in, de- in a depression since 2008 globally, which is why people are broker, you know, they're not as, because uh, there's, there's a shortage of actual dollars in the system. Um, uh, that's kind of what caused the 08 crash. And I don't want to go into that, but, um, but the point is, um, um, when you have that depression, gold typically doesn't do as well, which is why it has not performed. And then you have a better store of value like Bitcoin, which whether you look at money printing or deflation, you understand the system is broken. We need a new system. And so Bitcoin is the new system. So it works in in, in, in both scenarios of a, a debasement and deflation um, uh, because of the scarcity and it's a new, better system. We talked we talk before because the beauty of Bitcoin is not just 21 million. The beauty of Bitcoin is the, what we call the velocity of money or the tech is just a, like it's more solid and it's better because, you know, we, we talked before. I recently started paying myself in Bitcoin. 10% mm-hmm. of my paycheck automatically converts in Bitcoin through my Strike app. And then I transferred my money out of my Strike app banking account. You know, I sent the cash to my checking account. I sent my Bitcoin to my Unchained Capital um, uh, account. And my, my my Bitcoin got to my wallet in like 15 minutes. My cash, it took like 24 hours. And, 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 and if it had been on like a Saturday or a Friday, it wouldn't have got there for, you know, two in two three days and so um the technology allows velocity of money to speed up which is think of velocity of money like um like a heart right if you had a body and the heart was beating at 10 beats per minute i mean that's scary right so so the velocity of money in the current financial system is super slow versus in this better system velocity of money is faster, like a normal heartbeat or like a heartbeat that's relatively healthy. And so velo- so the more healthy the heartbeat or the velocity of money, the more healthy the overall economy. And so Bitcoin is, I, I always call you know, money the blood of an economy, right? But Bitcoin is, um, you know, uh, uh, making the economy with better blood because the heart's beating better and all that kind of stuff. So um yeah i know that was a long answer but that's- no actually i thought that was a really good one so um i was uh thinking of my last two questions uh i guess i was going to say we couldn't talk we weren't going to talk tax but heck what who am i kidding I, I i want to the irs as you know has upped the reporting requirements for crypto and knowing that um again because of the the idea or the thought that you know there's uh, it's pr- easy for fraud easy for screen for scams um, a lot of uh, crypto transactions are are um, ransom 
uh, ransom related in terms of like cybersecurity hacks and all. So, um, what would you? What is your thought about um, the fact that the the uh, custodians such as Coinbase and whomever don't necessarily have a, a obligation to do any kind of reporting? What would you say to somebody who's like, well, I'm not going to use use Bitcoin because just because of that, I don't want people to think I'm doing anything inappropriate. Um, you know, how, how would you embrace that? And what would you say to making sure we know how to report it properly? Let me, let me clarify what you're, you're saying. You're saying Coinbase does not have to report uh, taxes. They, they don't. Yeah, they, they don't have a they don't have an obligation to. But they're but the IRS is now saying to me, you know, I have to report every and any transaction that I take, you know, that I do. And then, yeah. Okay. I get, I get that. I, I think it boils down to a philosophical difference. You know, I think, I think there's a certain set of people that, that agrees that the government should be our parent and tell us, you know, say, Oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to make sure you do this. And then there's people like me who are like, nah, I think it's dumb that the government says, if, if I take over $10,000 out of my banking account that the bank asked me, What's doing my money? That's my money. Like, what are you talking about? Like, are you gonna come in my bedroom next and tell me how we can have sex? You know what I mean? Like, and I know, I know that was a that was a hyperbole. That's a funny, no, that's that's a funny one, but 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 you're right. And, yeah, but, but I'm, I'm saying, I'm, but, but what I'm saying is like, for me, money is as intimate as that relationship because it's 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 you know what I'm saying like, w- w- when did we be? In my opinion, like, when did we become okay with the government dictating? how we live, right? I mean, the government is here to serve us, right? There, You you put rules in place to make sure that, you, you know, like uh, the rules are followed, but like like telling me, like dictating my money and tracking that, I'm, you know, and, and, there, and there's nothing in our constitution. I mean, it, as a matter of fact, America was set up on the premise of like no taxes, you know, right. and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, that's the beauty of living in America is, I get to hold this opinion. It's in our core ideology. Um, people, you know, the government can do whatever. And if and if and, and if and if you as an individual, um, you know, um, don't you know, like it or don't like it, it doesn't really matter because America is not China, right? If you you know, I'm, I'm like, right. hey, if you want to move to China where the government enforces everything, you know, uh, and tells it, yeah. Base, yeah, then do it. <laughs> you 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 have that freedom. You know, but uh, that's not America. That's well, not America. Well, I was going to say, well, <laughs> what I was going to say too is, as you were saying that, like the $10,000, all any rule was born out of some uh, trauma. So if you think that, you know, the $10,000 is the Patriot Act, which was because of 9 11, and now the government is putting all these. You can you can surmise that perhaps all these rules are being put in place because of the many the anonymity of Bitcoin because of the potential for fraud. They want to make sure that everyone's, you know, doing make it doing their obligation to report their income to help you know support and finance the, you know the government to provide the services that we all deserve as citizens. Well, so, but 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 there, but then there's then there's people like me who actually like understand the system and know where the dead bodies are. And we understand right. that that's a load of crap. You know what I mean? Like you, 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 you like okay. When you actually follow what nine eleven was about, and I'm not, I don't want to go into any conspiracies and all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, under, You understand that this is just this is just a power move. It's a power move. Well, and it and it's a knee jerk reaction because if you just think of 
how, you know, a lot of the, you know, recent rules they've implemented, say, like with the PPP loan or the, you know, IDA loans and all that, it was a response to a crisis, but they weren't necessarily fully to fully fleshed out, but we're having to pay the, pay the price, I guess is meant the right word, mm-hmm. um, like that rule for the $10,000 or reporting 600 bucks or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's all a bunch of, you know, you never can really figure out what the rationale was at the time for the rules. So anyway, so here's my last question for you. Um, uh, last week, I think it was last week, an article came out that AMC, the, the major movie theater um, chain, is in, is now incorporating cryptocurrency transactions to, so I can go pay for my movie ticket with cryptocurrency. Um, what do you... What do you think of that? Obviously, I know that you would say, yeah, that's, that's, this is embracing it. But what do you think of it? Because my thought is, I don't know that people really understand the potential tax implications of me converting my cryptocurrency mm-hmm. to buy a movie ticket. Is it really worth, worthwhile? Is it worthwhile to do? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, the, the, the best way for me to answer this question is like, because um, you've had kids, right? And I'm and I'm and I'm asking you this because I know because I know you, and people who are listening, I know they're gonna they're gonna agree and get it because because they, they probably have kids. But as parents, you want to give your kids enough rules to um, not hurt themselves in a major way, but you also want to not give too many rules to stifle their growth and creativity because, like, right. You know, uh, you can see as a, you can see parents who give too many rules, and you're like, you're just putting your past trauma on your kids, you know, and you're stifling their growth because of mistakes you made. They're not, I mean, they're part of you, but they're not you. And so I feel the same way with economies. I'm, I'm, I'm like, hey, like we got to have rules, you know, but we also have to let if people are gonna like pay with crypto and mess up their taxes and do something dumb, they have their, that's their right to do it. You know, uh, oh, oh, of course it is. I'm just like thinking, but how do you educate someone to really understand what you're doing? Yeah. And, and a lot of times it comes to mistakes. You know, you you do it, you pay a good tax bill, right? <laughs> or, or or you don't record it, and the IRS finds out, and you get a fine or you go to jail, right? I mean, and it sounds super cold, but I'm just saying, like, that's, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's that that's that's how life works. I mean, I think about my biggest, you know, the the, the you know the the reason why I'm in this business. Is because you know um, uh, we were not raised to learn about money, and I had big emotional pain watching my parents go through some things, uh, and we all experienced the consequences of them not uh, understanding money well. And that pain has turned into a blessing for my life and others' life because you know. So it's like you know, if I can go back in time, would I change the circumstances? Absolutely not, because I wouldn't. You know, like this podcast wouldn't be here. So you know, this is one of them deals where. Um, you know, in advance, we're doing a podcast and we're telling folks it's important to track it, to tax it, right? To be aware of this, right? Some are going to listen, some are not. Everybody learns their own way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I think it's important, right? And I think we're we're doing a job. And there's plenty of YouTube stuff on there. And, and like you were saying, you you're you you know, for those who don't know, Allison is um, I don't know if I can say it, but she'll she'll be announcing in the future that she will be able to help clients tax or track their uh, crypto taxes better Um, and and those services will pop up and evolve and the CPAs that actually embrace it and do it are going to get like a disproportionate amount of the business 
because crypto and Bitcoin is is happening. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't think of the right cliche, but those who don't won't be able to, you know, don't. So you have to embrace it and you have to understand it, which is why I really enjoyed today's conversation because it was, I loved hearing all of your, you know, your insight to this. So I really enjoyed today. So, so, so did I. I'm glad, I'm glad we did it because this was, this was definitely needed. Um, yeah, definitely. And lots of fun as always. <laughs> as always, as always. Well, well, um, let everybody know how they can reach you if they want more information on uh, crypto tax planning and all those things that they need to know. Because that's because I mean I'm I'm with you. The last question was spot on because there's a lot of folks that are in crypt in crypto that I know that man you know they better get their tax stuff in order because it's gonna be but ugly. Was was that twenty dollar tax or moving ticket worth it? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and just all the trades. You know, a lot of them are doing like these trades and they're not tracking it and. I mean, it's. I mean, every everything you do has a tax implication, and I and you're right. Nobody really gets it because it just it's like, oh, just do it, you know. So, yeah. anyway, again, this was wonderful. So, if you want want to get a hold of me, you can go to my website, rifemartincpa.com, or you can email me and my team at uh, info at rifemartinaccounting.com. But I'd love to talk with anyone who needs help. But thanks again, Philip. I really enjoyed this. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.